0: What's going on, everybody? This is Richard Hake, a.k.a. The Hawk, with the weekly streamer Prospect Podcast. It's good to be back, guys. Took a little bit of a break here, but I'm happy to be here talking some minor league baseball with you guys. And of course, now we've got the minor league season going on. So let's talk about it. Um, in this episode, we're going to be going over a lot of the different numbers that are going on throughout the minor league, some guys to watch, some guys to potentially sell on, Um, of course you guys subscribe to the podcast rate and review. It really does help us get our name out there in the industry. And you guys have been doing a fantastic job of being able to spread the word about the weekly streamer. And for that, I appreciate it. Um, Make sure you check out the Weekly Streamer Dynasty Baseball Facebook group. There we have our conversations going on all the time amongst your peers. You guys can be able to join in on the razzes that we have there. Every week we end up razzing or raffling off a piece of signed MLB merchandise, whether it be a jersey, a baseball. Um, You know, We've had a bat as well, a Nolan Jones signed baseball bat. That was pretty awesome. Um, So you guys can go and check that out. Recently, we have created a public page to be able to spread the word of the weekly streamer, be able to share it amongst your friends, um, and I hope that you guys enjoy that immensely. We are now sponsored by BestBaseballGifts.com, and they are an awesome place for you to be able to find a baseball gift for the baseball fan in your house, family, friend, whatever the case might be. They have engraved baseball bats of almost any player that you want. They're licensed for MLB, minor league baseball, and Hall of Fame, which is really, really cool. They've got wood-carved home plates that you guys can be able to hang up, canvas home plates, all sorts of different things. Check it out. Baseball Gifts, bestbaseballgifts.com. And just for you guys, the streamers, you can use the promo code STREAMER to get 25% off. That is awesome. All right, guys, let's get into the episode. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. All right, so Obviously, we are now into the minor league season going on right now, and I'm extremely excited, as I'm sure most of you guys are. We all play in different dynasty leagues, and of course, with most of the time you know, dealing with prospects, we want to see those numbers, man, because whenever we don't, it's hard to be able to trade for value, trade on speculation, and there's been a lot of that really since the end of the 2019 season. Going into the 2020 season itself, Um, we've been doing, obviously, the 30 team breakdowns throughout the offseason. We're still going to be continuing to bring you them, but I wanted to be able to try to start bringing out uh, a podcast like this where we can be able to talk about what's going on in the minor leagues, because it's just been so long since we've been able to. Um, If you guys follow what we're doing over on the weekly streamer Dynasty Baseball Facebook group, I'm sure that you guys have already seen that I was able to take in a game here this past Saturday. Um, Being able to get out um, to the Greensboro Grasshoppers, which is the Hi-A affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, checking out the Hi-A affiliate of the Texas Rangers, the uh, Hickory Crawdads. So we were able to check that out. I was able to see Nick Gonzalez, uh, first-round draft pick from the 2020 draft in that game, as well as Justin Foskey, the first-round draft pick for the Texas Rangers in that game. Um, And honestly, I have a lot of takeaways from those two players, as well as a lot of the other players that were in that game. Um, I'll kind of get into those as well um, as we go along here. Um, If you're not already... Obviously, you know, follow us on the Facebook group. Uh, make sure that you guys, if you have Instagram or Twitter, go on there and follow me at Must Be The Hawk. Uh, I do tend to post pictures, uh, video snapshots from these games in there so that way you guys can be able to see that right away um, and be able to be locked in with what I am doing. Um, I'm trying to get out to a lot of games to be able to get eyes on these prospects, be able to let you know what I see um, and go from there. So to kind of get into the game recap first, I'll get into that, and then we'll talk about a lot of the other um, MLB or minor league baseball uh, news that's going on throughout the leagues here. But, you know, I was able to see Nick Gonzalez, which I'm very, very excited about. Obviously, he was taken seventh overall in 2020 uh, by the Pittsburgh Pirates and Something about Nick Gonzalez, whenever he was drafted, a lot of folks were kind of weary, not really sure what to think about him long term. Um, Obviously, he's been a very good contact hitter, uh, but showed massive power gains in 2020 that we weren't really sure was a part of his game long term because he didn't seem like he was able to have a whole lot of power throughout his time at uh, New Mexico State. Um, but you know, he was drafted. He is now starting in High A Greensboro, which I think is a good assignment for him. Watching him at bat, it was very cool to be able to see his approach. He has a very easy fluid swing. Obviously, at 5'10", he's a little bit on the shorter side. Um, but the bat, I mean, he has just such quick risks, man. If he sees the ball coming into the zone at any point in that strike zone, he's going to make contact with it. He was constantly fouling off balls. It's very rare that he had a called strike against him. And whenever he did, he turned around to the umpire right away to be able to figure out where exactly that was. Um Very good plate recognition or pitch recognition of, you know, if it's a ball or whatnot. He was drawing full counts, which I do like to see, you know, if you're not going to get your hit early, I do want to see you be able to work the count because you can come into either a select pitch that you're looking for. You can come into a walk, obviously. Um, And in this game that I saw, he was able to get a ground out on his first at bat. Um, which was straight to the shortstop. Really not a whole lot you could do right there. Um, but as at, at his second at bat, he was able to crank a ball um, in which that I posted on Twitter and Instagram that you guys can go and check out, where he just smoked a ball, and it went right on out into the gap uh, in the outfield. He was able to turn it for a double. And, I mean, just good, easy swing there. Uh, The defensive skills at second, I thought was actually very good. And a lot of folks were kind of down on his fielding abilities while he was at New Mexico State. Um, I do think that he'll be able to hold his own over at second with no problem. Definitely with that gap shot, there is some power in there. You know, a lot of folks bringing in under, you know, average power. Nick Gonzalez can at least get to average, if not slightly above average. Um, I really think that there is a potential here for, you know, a 20, I'd say a 2020 guy pretty easily um, at the second base bag. And that's fantastic. The Pittsburgh Pirates seem to want to push their prospects this year from what I've been seeing in terms of the um, levels in which they're being put at, which is a good sign. Um, Obviously, in the Greensboro uh, team right now, they've got Quinn Priester down there, Levo Perguera. He's down there, Um, you know, Lolo Sanchez is there, but I mean, throughout all their other minor league affiliates, they're really pushing their guys um, in terms of the levels in which that they're at. So Nick Gonzalez, to me, really stood out as a guy to be able to watch. Um, He won't be in Greensboro very long. Already to this point, um, in five games played, he has a 476 OBP. He has one home run. Um, 3.89 average to this point uh, with three doubles, you know, two walks as well. I mean, he's seeing the ball very, very well, uh, which is extremely encouraging um, from all aspects in in what he's doing there. Uh, Another guy that I was watching the game footage on um, was Michael Burrows with the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates as well. He was pitching in Greensboro, too. In his first outing, he went four innings, struck out eight. I mean, he looked pretty locked in there. Uh, a slightly above average fastball, curveball offering can flash uh, plus at times. This is a guy that I would think would be, you know, something to be able to grab in a throw-in for a deal, you know, to be able to kind of wait and see. I mean, Michael Burroughs... You know, really didn't get a whole lot of opportunities in 2019 to do a whole lot of work. 43 and two-thirds innings, chuck out 43 batters, pretty much a strikeout per inning. Um, but I think now being able to get that push for a full season, this could be a good opportunity for you to be able to buy in um, for him. Uh, a pitcher that actually started for Greensboro, I'll kind of go over that that team first since I was there to see these guys. Um, And then I'll go over uh, to the Hickory uh, crawdads for Texas. Omar Cruz was the guy that I watched. And whenever I looked at his numbers from the past, his numbers have actually been relatively good, Um, you know, through 2018, 2019. um, It looks like he came over from San Diego um, just recently. But whenever I went and saw him on Saturday, I mean, he only lasted two innings, and he sh- and he walked four batters. He struck out four, but he walked, actually, five batters, sorry, walked five batters, and Hickory was able to put up four runs on one hit in the first inning. And that pretty much carried them through the entirety of the game, okay? So, Omar Cruz, I know he's ranked in Pipeline's rankings there. I need to see a little bit more from him because I was very taken aback as to why he was walking everybody. He was getting into full counts. He was getting into 3-1 counts, 3-0 counts. And, I mean, that's just not going to help you at all if you're, uh, you know, trying to control the uh, zone, you're trying to be able to get your strikeouts, everything along that line. So, you know, just something for you guys to kind of keep in the back of your mind. If you have him in your Dynasty Leagues, obviously don't move him. But, um, you know, just keep an eye on it is really what I'm trying to bring up there for you guys. Carmen Maldon- Bal- Maldoniski was there as well in Greensboro. He had a, a subpar first outing, three innings, four strikeouts. Uh, didn't see him on the day that I was there. Luevo Proguero uh, came over from Arizona um, in the Starling Marte trade, and he is absolutely tearing the cover off the ball in Greensboro right now. In five games that he's played, he has a 450 OBP, a 778 slugging to this point. He's already hit two home runs, um, you know, stole four bases, a 389 average. Guys, right now he is not in a lot of top 100 rankings. I would be jumping all over him right now. You guys need to go and trade for him. He seems like he is a very well rounded prospect and the more time that he's able to get and work through. I mean, high a is, you know, somewhat of an aggressive assignment for him. Um, let's see in 2019. I mean, the highest ball that he played was short season and rookie ball. So high A is a little aggressive for the 20 year old, but he seems to be taking it in stride An above average hit tool flashes. Plus to this point, from what we're seeing a plus run tool, plus defender you know I think that I think that there's some power to be growing in here to a six foot one 200 pound frame so you know jump on Puguero right now while you can because there's a lot to love there uh, Quinn Priester went out there uh, in his first attempt did not impress um, right off the bat three innings pitch three strikeouts two walks four hits um, I'm Hoping that he is able to get a little bit better outing on his next go-around. I mean, he's already flushing, flashing two-plus pitches to this point. And what's so interesting about Priester is that he's (laughs) been—he actually learned his uh, curveball from YouTube which is pretty impressive because that's one of the pitches that he's known for. So, uh, yeah, he's been able to go off of that, really make it into a plus pitch. I'll be interested to see, you know, what he does going forward uh, with the Grasshoppers throughout this year. Lolo Sanchez was somebody that really stood out on Saturday whenever I saw him. He was batting leadoff for the Grasshoppers and immediately smoked a uh, single into the gap. Uh, was was cut down pretty darn close, uh, pretty quickly there. But he was just constantly getting on base. And for the most part throughout the year to this point, I mean, he's been really solid. Lolo Sanchez was the guy I was kind of looking at uh, in 2019, but his numbers were less than impressive. It seems like he's kind of figuring it out. I think he wants to get to that double-A level. So definitely uh, keep an eye out on him. Uh, going into uh, the rest of the year here now to kind of get a little into what I was looking at with the Texas Rangers obviously the main piece that I really wanted to see with the Texas Rangers there was Justin Foscue now I've been hearing a lot of rumblings, reports throughout the off season of the good things that people are seeing in Justin Fosky, which is kind of contradictory to what we were hearing come draft time. Whenever he came from Mississippi State, it was I mean, he's a good second baseman, but you know, he does have limitations, you know, might not be a, a star contributor. That's not seeming to be the case. Throughout minor league spring training, Justin Foscue was, I mean, absolutely looking like a really good option for the Texas Rangers in the not-so-distant future. And at 22 years old, you'd venture to guess he's going to move relatively quickly through the minor league, so I was happy to be able to get some eyes on him right away. Now, whenever I went and saw him, his batting average um, was pretty rough Whenever going into the game. It was a 188 batting average, I believe is what it was, Um which obviously is not good. He did hit a home run throughout the series of, uh, in Greensboro, but whenever I saw him on Saturday, uh, a takeaway that I can tell you guys is Foscue, in every at-bat that he had in Greensboro, he got to a 3-2 count. He's taking pitches. He's fouling off a ton of pitches. Um, I brought my two daughters with me. Uh, to this one is about to be six and the other one is two years old. So you guys can, uh, can guess how much fun all that was, but, uh, a good time all around. But here's the main thing. I was talking to my six year old cause we've been working on her swing and everything talking about, you know, the elbow up everything along that line. But what I told her was, cause she asked me, she said, why is he fouling the ball off to the first base side so often? is a right-handed hitter, okay? So, obviously, he's fouling the ball off to the right-hand side. He fouled off three balls in a row to the right-hand side uh, of first, and on the third time it was caught. And I explained to her, he's late. He's late on the ball. Whenever you're late on the ball, you're holding back, and you're doing a late swing, you're going to foul it off to the first base side. Guys, this is something that he's going to be able to work through, and whenever he gets his timing in check, we're going to be seeing balls fly to the gaps. We're going to see it going down the baselines. He has a very polished approach is what I was seeing. Yeah, the numbers are not really showing it right now. If anything, this is a great time to be able to buy into Foscue, which is kind of difficult to, to say because, obviously, going into the minor league season, his stock was starting to trend up. I'm hoping with this rough start and I mean, rough start being five games, three Oh four OBP, you know, three hits, two walks, one home run, a one fifty eight batting average, eight strikeouts. He's getting caught. Looking is what it is. You guys can go out there right now and you can buy into this. I would, because I think that this is somebody who could be able to help your dynasty league teams. Um, and just be a very solid contributor. The power is real in him, and if he can just continue to work those counts and actually get hits or walks out of it, you guys are going to be happy with that. So obviously, um, Justin Foscue, Nick Gonzalez, those were the main pieces that I wanted to go there and see right away. Um, Some of the other names that I did see that I thought was very interesting. I wanted to see Chris cease, but they gave him the day off. Um, To this point in the minor league season, he's only played three games. Not all that impressive. I mean, a home run to this point, you know, taking his walks, uh, a 167 average doesn't really get anything done, but a 333 OBP definitely will take that. Um, And this is about right. He was in Hickory last year, or not last year, in 2019, um, whenever it was just a, a regular A-level team. Now it's a high A-level team, so he's about right for it right now. Um, but he was there. I was able to see Avery Weems on the mound pitching. He only went two innings. He struck out three batters, walked one. Um, he looked okay, and if Weems' name sounds familiar, he was the extra piece that came over in the Lance Lynn deal from uh, Texas and the White Sox with Dane Dunning. Uh, so he was the throw-in prospect that was in there. Um, I mean, relatively good numbers whenever he was with uh, Chicago White Sox system. In 2019, uh, a 209 average, uh, 61 and in third innings pitch, 74 strikeouts. So there's something to be had there with Weems. I just wanted to see him go a little bit longer, and he didn't really seem to uh, to do that. Um Jonathan Ornelis, he was there uh, in Hickory as well. Once again, that whole that whole Hickory team was just not hitting. A 167 average, you know, nothing really there, a stolen base. He was batting, I want to say he was batting leadoff. Um, he took a couple good at-bats, but just didn't really get anything, you know, back off of it. So, you know, that that kind of hurts him a little bit there. Yeah. Um, Moving on a little bit, I was actually hearing some reports of a guy that I was kind of high on going into or coming out of the 2019 draft, um, and that was Davis Wenzel, he was in the same draft as Josh Jung. Uh, I thought that he came out of the gates hitting very well with a 316 average in 2019, 458 OVP it was just abso- absolutely monstrous. Um, but he's coming out the gates right now with basically the same number of games played in 2019. He's up in A right now, so I didn't get eyes on him, but I've been hearing the reports. I've been in on Wenzel, and I'm getting even higher into him. If you don't know who he is, you need to know. You need to know, and you need to grab now, because this guy can hit, okay? Um, in the six games that he's played already to this point in A baseball, he has a 577 OBP, guys. 577 OBP, that's huge. 733 slugging. He's got two home runs. He has seven walks to three strikeouts. Wow. 2019, he had five walks to six strikeouts. The guy can draw walks, okay? He stole one base to this point. You know, he has, he's is he got a little bit of speed. He's not going to steal a ton, but, um, you know, he, he really could be a good snag for you guys. An above-average hit tool, potentially plus. A little bit of pop uh, from the right side of the plate. A little bit of speed. This guy is a really good fielder. Good, strong arm. He can stick at the third base bag, but if Josh Jung is going to be pushing him, because they're both college players, Um, you know, as a race to the major leagues. A lot of folks were talking about Josh Jung potentially this year coming up. Um, You know, if that's the case, Wenzel can actually end up playing shortstop. As funny as that sounds, his defense is just so good. Six foot one, 206 pounds. Definitely a guy that you guys, you know, need to keep your eye on for sure. Um, I was hoping to be able to see... Ricky Venasco, uh, pitch, obviously he's coming back, I believe from Tommy John surgery, so he wasn't able uh, to pitch for Hickory, um, I'm hoping maybe if I could see them again later on this year, I might get lucky and be able to see Ricky Venasco. big time fastball, good curveball. Uh, The control has always been iffy, but if you look at his minor league numbers in the past here, the strikeouts are immense. 49 two-thirds innings in 2019, 75 strikeouts, guys. That is fantastic. Really, really good stuff there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Whenever we get back, I'm going to talk about some more minor league news to this point. Hey, everybody. I just want to tell you about our new sponsor that we have with the Weekly Streamer, and that's BestBaseballGifts.com. BestBaseballGifts.com is a great place for you to be able to go and get the baseball gifts that you like for all of the members of your household, your friends, anybody, okay? They have awesome stuff over there. Wood bats that are carved out with the different players of your choosing, they eventually from what I've heard through the grapevine, going to be able to have customization too. That's pretty darn awesome. They have wood canvases that you could be able to put onto the wall, as well as regular canvas prints. Um, A lot of different options, a lot of different items there. They are licensed for MLB, minor league baseball, and the Hall of Fame too. So you are sure to find something that you really, really like. And we've been able to partner with them and create a, discount code for you, the streamers. If you go on their website and go to the promo code and type in streamer in the promo code, you'll receive 25% off 25% off guys. That is fantastic. Make sure you guys take advantage of it. Streamer for 25% off best All right, guys, so getting into some news from around the league going on right now, I mean, there's been a lot of guys who have absolutely been tearing the cover off the ball, and the first guy that really stands out to me is Corbin Carroll. He is in high A with the Hillsborough Hops. Uh, In seven games played to this point, he has a .552 OBP, uh, two home runs, three stolen bases, 435 average. The guy's drawing walks with six to this point. He just looks absolutely unstoppable. And he's been a weekly streamer favorite since he was drafted in 2019 whenever we were building, you know, the page and everything along that line. Um, You know, an above average hit tool. The power is really starting to come around. And the speed, I mean, he's just so darn fast, guys. He can be able to steal a ton of bases there. And I know that really doesn't really help in a whole lot because a lot of folks who have Corbin Carroll have already kind of seen, you know, yes, this is a guy that I want to be able to build, you know, rebuild around whatever the case might be. He does cost money (laughs) to be able to be able to acquire, um, but I'd venture to guess that it would be worth it. Uh, for you guys to be able to try to go after somebody like this, uh, you know, long term. So, you know, just kind of keep that, uh, you know, in the back of your mind there. I don't know if you guys have heard some of the news that's been going on uh, about Kristen Robinson. This is a guy that's gotten so much promise. Definitely, you know, a top 100 prospect, according to Pipeline. A lot of folks know the name. Um, Right now, he is stuck in... The Bahamas right now with visa issues, but um, the sad thing is that there has been a lot of reports of you know mental health uh, issues to this point that, you know, have been hampering him. He had a little bit of a run-in with some authorities as well last year. Um, So there's just a little bit of of, of stuff that's kind of holding him back from being able to play, you know, in the majors right now, or not in the majors but in the minor leagues to this point. And, you know, this is just something that we kind of need to keep an eye on. You know, I I hope that he, you know, figures it out and is able to come back and be able to perform because I – Have been aggressive with my rankings, as you guys can see on the Weekly Streamer Facebook group with him. Um, I will probably have to bring him down on the next update, but the talent is just so big. I mean, he's got big-time power, good speed. If the hit tool comes around and continues to make strides, he can really, you know, really get it done. So I'm, I'm really rooting for him. I hope that he's able, you know, to be able to, go out there and really kind of, you know, bring it around, bring it around to this point, you know, and I, I, I'm just, you know, hoping that he ends up doing that. So if you own him, I would hold tight. I would ride it out. Yeah. He might be dropping out of the top 100s. You can, you can fish around and see if you can find somebody who doesn't know all the, the lowdown story about what's going on and see if you could do that. I, I saw that he was moved in the 30 man league that I'm in. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what I would be doing. I'd be inquiring, but I wouldn't be giving them pennies on the dollar. Um, other really good pitching performances, D.L. Hall came out and just absolutely showed the gas that he has, man. Double-A uh, Bowie Bay Sox, four-and-a-third innings pitched. He struck out ten batters, ten batters, and it was filthy. He pitched in the rain which I thought was absolutely insane. Uh, To be able to keep the control that he had um, throughout that game was just fantastic. Um, I think there could be a case in which that he could, you know, be one of the top pitching prospects in the minor leagues by the end of the season. Um, so this is a good opportunity to be able to inquire on him before he keeps putting up games like that. I think he's actually pitching, uh, tonight as I'm reporting or recording this podcast. So I'm going to try to be able to check in and watch the, uh, start, watch the movement of the pitches, everything along that line. Another Oriole that I've been trying to keep an eye on, uh, I've been liking what I've been seeing. Um, but there's just been a little bit too heavy of strikeouts to this point. It's Gunnar Henderson. Definitely a guy that we've been hyping tremendously over the offseason. To this point, he's already got two home runs, 300 OBP, 222 average, and two stolen bases. I was absolutely blown away. And he's in in, uh, A ball uh, right now, Uh, low A, I believe. Um, I was blown away by the sheer size of gunner gunner henderson whenever i watched him um i remember when he was drafted in 2019 i thought he was a steal for the orioles back then but he looks like he looked like a little kid now i mean he he looks like a a flat-out man i hate using that terminology for it but like he looks built he looks solid and i think that he's going to be a third baseman long term don't hold him thinking he's going to be a shortstop um He's definitely got the the chops to be a uh, third baseman uh, long-term there. So uh, another Oriole that I think that you guys are going to absolutely love, Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, The walks so far have been a little rough. Seven and a third innings, he has 12 strikeouts to this point in two games pitched, Um, but he's walked four batters. But Grayson Rodriguez, absolutely electric uh, stuff from him um another another pitcher that i do want to bring up and i'm going to try to bring this up here real quick if i can um i was watching once again the dl hall start and he was really who i was trying to watch um as the uh, bowie bay took on the altoona curve and uh, a pitcher that was pitching against him that i didn't really expect to be all that enamored with was uh Rodney uh, Contreras, this is a guy that uh, came over in the Jameson Talion trade, one of the four players that came over. uh, Canyon Smith, obviously another one. Um, But he went out there and he pitched five innings, he gave up five hits, struck out 11 batters, and the guy just looked absolutely filthy. Bowie Baysox couldn't do hardly anything with it. No walks, you know. No, no runs. Nothing, man. Nothing. These guys were just fooled. And he has an above-average fastball, above-average changeup. He was just dropping it in there. Decent control. The curveball's still a little bit of work in progress. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was very impressed. If there's anything that you guys can do to be able to get him tacked on to some trades that you're working on, you know, don't. Don't hesitate to do so because I really think that he he might be sneaking up a little bit on uh, some of our radars here um, coming up soon. Uh, I watched the uh, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats and the uh, Portland Sea Dogs a little bit. Tristan Casas was able uh, to get his double debut. Out there, and it's been a little, a little bit of a struggle to this point for him. He hasn't really been able to get a good, you know, wood on the bat. I mean, a couple walks um, to this point, so he really needs to kind of step it up a little bit. Um, really was able to watch Jordan Groshans. He looked very strong. Austin Martin, obviously, the first pitch of the season, he laces a, uh, a single out into the uh, right field line. It was awesome. Um, Really just kind of forcing the issue there. I don't think he'll be down in double-A all that long, to be honest. I think he'll end up moving up to triple-A uh, before too long. He'll be with the Major League Club probably pretty soon. But like I said, Groschen's looked really good. Otto Lopez looked all right whenever I was looking at that. Um, Gilberto Jimenez, I was able to watch a couple of bats of his, and he looked great. I mean, he was able to steal a couple bases. So at this point, he has three stolen bases, a three oh eight average, and um, you know, no walks to this point. I would like to see that a little bit more, but a 357 OBP in six games, I'll definitely take that. Um, definitely take it. So, Gilberto Jimenez continuing, you know, the good trend that he's been on to this point. Um, I I I really I really liked what he was doing there with the uh, Salem Red Sox whenever I was watching that game. Um, so he should be able to continue making his. Trek up. Nick York was there. He made a couple hits. Uh, looked pretty solid in that regard. But ever since then, striking out quite a bit uh, to this point. Was able to steal a couple bases, which was pretty interesting because uh, speed was never really something that was in his uh, in his game to this point. So, um, obviously, a streamer favorite of ours is uh, Thaddeus Ward. Struggling a little bit to get out the gates for uh, four innings pitch, four strikeouts, three walks. Um, he has a six seventy five ob or a six seventy five era to this point. Um, but he's definitely a guy that we've been, you know, relatively high on uh, for the most part. So, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be worrying too much to this point. Um, have been hearing some really good news out of Miami. Uh, with Jesus Sanchez uh, just absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. And to this point, uh, that's exactly what he's been doing a 556 average. Uh, he has been able to hit three home runs, 12 RBIs to this point, just absolutely filthy in that regard. Cut down the strikeouts a little bit to six games so far. Um, his OBP's all the way up to 5.71, a 1.074 slug percentage. Wow. Um, I'm hoping to be able to try to see if I can get out and see Hazu um, Sanchez, potentially Sixto Sanchez. Um, you know, Braxton Garrett maybe, Jose Devers. Uh, a couple of these guys in Triple A. I'm gonna try to get over to Triple A Durham. Um, Maybe this Friday or Saturday, we'll we'll, t- we'll see, be able to see Wander Franco before he gets pulled up because he's been you know tearing the cover off the ball. Videl Bruhan, same same type of deal there. Um, these are definitely guys that we need to keep an eye on to this point. Um, let's uh, bring up Vidal Brujan's numbers to this point it's been pretty impressive between him and Wander Franco what they've been able to do so far a 455 average uh one stolen base he's already hit four home runs so he's really kind of showing off the power which you know is something that really he hasn't been able to show throughout his minor league career the highest that he's had is nine home runs that was in 2018 in 122 games we're six games into the triple a season and he's already hit four so, if you can go out there and acquire Videl Brujan, I would right away. Um, because it's looking to be that the power gains could be legit. Um, he has been playing second base shortstop to this point. You guys can be able to, you know, see what the Rays might be able to work with him. And if they're able to get him in the outfield, I mean, three potential spots to be able to play him with your fantasy leagues. Uh, yes, please, sign me up for that all day long. Um, so, you guys can check that out. Wander Franco obviously doing Wander Franco things, a 304 average, two home runs, uh one stolen base, three eighty-five uh OBP. Pretty strong. Like I said, I'm gonna try to be able to get out there, you guys, and you know, check him out, be able to see, you know, what we'd be looking at with him um, you know, going forward. So all right, this is going to wrap up what we're going to be talking about for this week. I'm going to try to bring you guys, you know, between one and two uh, prospect podcasts per week. Uh, and this should be able to, you know, help you guys be able to keep an eye on what's kind of going on. Hopefully we not only talked about some of the big names that you could potentially trade for in big deals, but we also brought up some of the lower key names that you guys can use to be able to do add-ons in deals um, like Contreras, you know Gunnar Henderson, uh, you know, David Wenzel. I hope that those do help you guys. Um, make sure that you guys follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MustBeTheHawk. Make sure you guys join in on the conversations on the weekly streamer. And for The Hawk here, I hope you guys have yourselves a great baseball week. Stay tuned for the outros. Thank you guys so much for listening in to this week's episode of the Weekly Streamer Prospect Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Check out our sponsor, bestbaseballgifts.com. Type in code word streamer for 25% off uh, your order there. Awesome stuff that they have there. Make sure that you check it out. You're supporting us by doing so, and we really appreciate that 100%. Join in with the weekly streamer, Facebook group, and page. We do have a public page now, so make sure you guys go check that out. Really cool content that's going on there. We have our Razzes that take place every week, and that is always fun with the MLB merch, getting everybody involved, and we just we have a fun time with it, for sure. Make sure you check out the other shows that we have to offer here. The Full Count Fantasy Baseball Podcast, hosted by Ryan and Koviak a awesome page and of course Hunter Rakes aka the country biscuit you guys love him you know and we have all the different guys from the weekly streamer in there as well make sure that you go and check out Trader Joe's Fantasy Gorilla Show a dynasty league points league based podcast that'll be able to help you guys out and the guy knows his pitching stuff It is amazing to listen to how much he knows about pitching, man. So if you guys have any questions, you want to let us know anything, go on the Weekly Streamer Facebook group, let us know. We'll be able to help you guys out from there. And if you guys want me to talk about, you know, certain organizations, certain prospects, send me a message on there. And I'm going to ask you guys a question as well. Do you guys like the name Weekly Streamer Prospect Podcast? If you have a better idea, send it in there. I'll put a post on there. Send it in there. I'm all for changing that name to whatever my listeners like. I'm Richard Hake, a.k.a. The Hawk, and I hope you guys have yourselves a great baseball week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.